beautiful studio in Portland, Maine. It's Thursday, October 8th, 2020, following the first and only debate between Vice President Mike Pence and Democratic nominee Kamala Harris. The vice presidential candidates met last night at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, and the debate was moderated by Susan Page of USA Today. Joining me by phone to talk about it is Spencer Thibodeau, Senior Advisor to the Biden for President campaign in Maine. Welcome, Spencer Thibodeau. Hey, good morning, Cynthia. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great, and I enjoyed last night's relatively boring debate. Uh, boring <laughs> is, is good. Um, first, I'm curious, as Senior Advisor to the Biden-Harris campaign, what was the goal going into last night's presidential debate, and did the campaign achieve the goal? Well, I think the goal was to, one, um, introduce Senator Harris to the American people. She was obviously introduced during the primary, um, but I think this gave a different opportunity for voters to see her. And I think the second piece of this was to show the contrast between a Biden-Harris administration as opposed to a a Trump-Pence administration, where um, the name has been chaos um, without a real clear uh, plan moving forward. I think Senator Harris, um, you know, her, her best point of the night was, you know, it's, you know, Mike Pence might sound nice, but the, the, the Trump-Pence administration has not walked the walk with their own CDC guidelines for battling the coronavirus, um, which is the main inhibitor of, of getting our economy going again. And so um, it's all good and well to say that, uh, that, that they've, you know, ramped up PPE production and whatnot, but until they start walking the walk, right? When was the last time you were able to hug a loved one or shake somebody's hand and you turn on your television and at the White House, they're having a Rose Garden celebration where people are doing just that. And so I think Senator Harris was strong last night. I think she uh, commanded the stage. Uh, and I think she showed folks why Joe Biden um, chose her to uh, hopefully be the next vice president of the United States. It seemed going into the race, since Biden is obviously ahead in the polls, that and the trajectory of the race is going his way, and it was like, do no harm, which I think Senator Harris clearly achieved. Just in terms of optics, in your view, did she look presidential? <laughs> well, two things. One, ignore the polls and, and vote. I, I have to keep reminding folks that we, we, I, don't, I don't care if we're up by 10, 20, you know, 30 points. We need every single person to get out and vote. Um, that's the only way that the polls will come true, right? Um, on the on the flip side, I think it's not just about looking presidential. It's about uh, being presidential and being vice presidential. And so each one of the folks on the stage last night um, would be a heartbeat away from the presidency. And so I think Senator Harris commanded herself um, in a way that showed that she um, you know, no, would make a great vice president and could step into the shoes um, and serve as president if needed. But what I also think you saw is an empathetic, energetic partner for Joe Biden. And, you know, um, Joe Biden is no um, uh, is, is, is fully aware of what it takes to be vice president. Um, he served for eight years in that role. And I think last night you saw what is going to be an incredible team um, in the White House, and I think she did. I think she did great. With less than four weeks till Election Day, is the Biden-Harris campaign hoping that the October fifteenth debate that's scheduled between President Trump and 
Joe Biden, are, are you hoping that that debate takes place or is the preference to just keep campaigning without well, a debate? I think, and I think there was some news broken this morning that the president may or may not show up. I know the Presidential Debate Commission put, put forward a plan to hold this event virtually. Look, let's let's not make any mistake here, um, Cynthia. The reason why we're even talking about a virtual debate is because the president has not been careful um, with the coronavirus. He he was infected by the coronavirus. He has the virus today um, and is still subjecting um, folks who work in the White House, um, you know, as he heads back to work into the Oval Office to brief him um, potentially in person. Um, Joe Biden is is ready, willing, and able to debate, um, and he's going to uh, follow the the guidelines set out by the Presidential Debate Commission in whatever form they decide. Uh, but I think, as he said, he's never going to miss an opportunity to talk to the American people um, uh, face-to-face. Other than the fly that was on the vice president's head for several <laughs> minutes during the debate, were there any lasting moments um, in your view? I think- I, I think I think the lasting moment that comes out of this is um, a Senator Harris, you know, commanding the stage and saying, look, you know, I'm not going to let you, you know, uh, Vice President Pence interrupt me while I'm speaking. That may have worked um, as as Donald Trump just talked over people for, you know, minutes on end. Um, but she, you know, was was clear and said, look, you had your opportunity to speak. I want to speak. And I think for me, that that um, that kind of command um, is presidential, is vice presidential, and so um, I don't. Senator Harris is not shy. She is going to tell uh, the American people what exactly what she thinks, and I think that came across last night. And I think what what above all else, what folks are looking for is an empathetic, energetic voice, but also a truthful voice. And I I think that came across last night, and I think that that will stand in voters' minds when they head to the polls this election season because it's not just election day anymore. Do you read anything into Jared Golden having a pretty substantial lead in the second congressional district uh, where, of course, Donald Trump won one of Maine's four electoral college votes in 2016? Um, I think more than anything, I read that um, Congressman Golden has been an advocate for the district. I mean, Look, uh, that 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 is that was a tough race that he ran in 2018. Um, I think uh, he has just demonstrated uh, a clear uh, poise down in Washington, and um, I think the state is well served by um, him being in Washington fighting for us. And I think you know, um, you know, if he continues to to do the hard work, um, you know, my my thought would be that he be returned to Washington and and um, and uh, continue his work there. Now, of course, 2024 is definitely on the minds of Mike Pence, I would imagine. Uh, (laughs) And I think he did a a relatively decent job, certainly mentioning Donald Trump and praising the work of the Trump administration, but he tried to set himself apart. He also, though, steamrolled the moderator, Susan Page. Do you think Mike Pence, as a president, you know, as a vice president now, soon to be presidential candidate in 2024, does he live... uh, to see another day in politics? Does he survive well, after last night's deform- performance? Well, well, I just say, I mean, we are so focused on 2020 that I, I have not even, I mean, when people mention 2024, it's like we've, we've got three and a half weeks left in this election, um, the most important election in our lifetime. I think for any candidate um, in any election, it's about your ability to convey truthfulness and this reality world that 
uh, the former vice president has lived in. He may sound nice in sound bites, um, but what he's what he is saying to you um, continue to be the same mistruths um, uh, that come from um, President Trump today. And so, from my perspective, uh, when you uh, walk out on the American people um, by speaking mistruths, um, I'm not sure what your credibility is regardless of the office that you are seeking. I just want to, and we'll wrap up, but I just wonder, though, if um, there's a population of people who have been relatively unscathed by the coronavirus, the the, the mi- upper middle class suburban people like myself, who thankfully um, have been able to work through it and, um, and not get sick and are concerned, obviously, with COVID and, and the horrid repercussions repercussions of it, but also have our eye on the economy. Does does the Biden-Harris well, campaign have a strong economic message? Well, well let me, uh, just two things. One, I, I don't I don't know, and I don't know many Americans who are unscathed by this. I mean, Cynthia, we're talking about 30 million people on unemployment. We're talking about 7 million Americans infected, and one in five small businesses closing for good. Um, that impacts us all, and, and, I, and I spoke about the the, the visual that we saw, you know, a few Saturdays ago um, for that Supreme Court um, nominee event where people are shaking hands and hugging folks. I mean, I, I just go back to that, Cynthia. That has impacted all of our lives, whether we whether we like it or not. Um, and and so I, it's, it's not just an economic message, although there is one to be told here that, that it is going to be a rough couple of years as we come out of this. But this this virus has touched almost every single person's life in some way, shape or form, no matter what you see on television in the White House. And and the economic message is that unless we take steps today, which is what Vice President Biden has talked about and what Senator Harris talked about last night, we can expect that up to 100,000 people will die by the end of the year. And if we were to wear a mask, we can help um, stop some of those deaths. And I think... What you're going to see from a Biden-Harris administration is is an administration that walks the walk so that the American people can feel patriotic about protecting their fellow American from getting this virus so we can reopen the economy. And I think that's what's at stake in this election, to be perfectly blunt. Well, Spencer Thibodeau, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Take Hope care. To talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.